It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. It is Wade and Ryan here. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Two Canadians celebrating American Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yes, we abused our natives first. We're going to go through all of the games uh, that happened in week 11, as well as give our gobble, gobble Thursday preview and special game on Friday. What? Game yes, on Friday as well. Friday game. We are getting flushed with NFL games. Yeah, um, right. When you get home, you can wipe the blood off that new screen, TV screen. You uh, you beat yeah, someone to the, death over the or, Black Friday. Then, uh, the Black Friday. Yeah, it's not the same. Though. It's not the same. No, really, they've gotten soft. To they be have. honest with you, these shoppers like Jeff Bezos has really taken down the Hunger Games Black Friday uh, events need- that used to be YouTube gold. Yeah, Black it was. Friday. It was perfect. We need Jim Irsay <laughs> to run his own Black Friday sale. I mean, because, you know, the billionaire sale, how rough it is for all of them. No, oh, yeah. They just the billionaire stuff. The minions and- um, we're going to do our week 11 crit where we go through some of the games. I want to start actually. But, um, oh, Canada. Uh, he's fired. Um, let's talk about the Steelers yeah. and the Browns uh, Stinktown game uh, in this one. Uh, Browns irk out a win 13 to 10. Ugly, fugly, juggly. The Steelers uh, take a loss, but um, man, they, they're both ugly. It was just an ugly It was game. bad. It was bad. It was ugly to watch. Um, you know how bad it was? Is that the Browns have now signed Joe Flacco Ooh, to be I their know. quarterback. Joe so that, that just shows you how bad things have gotten when you're calling Mr. Sunshine Joe Flacco. But he's probably coming in because he's going to tutor everyone because he's so yeah. good at that. Um, it was bad. Listen, this is just a bad... Again, it's like... It can't get any worse. They had to do something. There's that clip of like Matt Canada when he won last year going into the the, the locker room and the kickers talking shit to him. It's like, yeah. yeah, we didn't win because of you. And you're like, wow, even if the kicker is disrespecting your OC, that feels like you got to go. Yeah. And again, you have this guy Pickett. You got to save this dude. You got Pickens who's stalking like a child every every other game if he's not getting the ball. And he, and he's still somehow winning these games. And yeah. imagine what they could be if is if and I think it's just more about saving Kenny Pickett. Like they Pittsburgh's got the defense, they're gonna be able to stay close in games, but this offense is unacceptable. They've been outgained in every single game of the year. They Kenny Pickett looks like a like worse than like, I'd rather Tommy DeVito right now than Kenny yeah. Pickett playing. And considering how everyone was talking to him in the preseason, they weren't giving him a lot of reps because he'd have a first good drive. He'd score a touchdown. And everyone, even against, he did against the Bills, and he were like, this guy looks good. He might be good this year. Yeah. Good, bad. So I feel like, again, this is just a, what Cleveland's going to have to do, I think, the rest of the season, is just win on defense. Just just absolutely crush people. We're going to go into the 60s and 70s football, you know, Put up 10 points, basically keep everyone under 10, 15 points, and just hope that Joe Flacco can do enough now. Because at least they have a bit of a running game. Yeah, no, big bush football. Go back to the old school. I mean, yeah, Flacco, at least, you know, he can move the ball. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it was ugly. And this, the fact that, you know, the Steelers are just, just ugly, everything, you know, and, and the fact that they were able to get these wins the way they did, ugh, it's still gross. Um, let's go into the next game. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Houston game. Um, Arizona uh, keeps this one close and a little bit of a push, a five pointer in this one. Houston gets the win. CJ Stroud looking good as well. But Kyler Murray, uh, you know, not uh, not to be outdone, man. He was he was playing a little feisty football. In, in yeah, it was it was a game of like two halves because in the first half, like Stroud had like two hundred and sixty yards. 
two touchdowns. Just like I remember watching, I was like, God damn it, this guy just keeps doing it. Then the second half, three interceptions, like completely mm-hmm. different. Gaisley gave Kyler so many chances to win this game to kind of put them away. But they just the defense held up and they were able to kind of keep Kyler to 16 points. He still looks I think he looks good. Like considering what you see a lot of people coming off ACLs that they look like they've lost a step. Kyler doesn't really look that. Um probably just doesn't have any weapons, really. And yeah. just a bad team. But they, they should have won this. This this but to me, this is just more Houston, good defensively. They were able again closing games, which a bad team like will go into someone's team um that couldn't close games. They were Houston's been one of those teams that's been able to close games, whether it's on defense or offense. So you got to give them all the credit in the world. They're going to be a fun team to watch in the playoffs if they can kind of squeeze in, if they can still make it. And I think they got this great game against uh, Jacksonville this week, which is going to be, could be like really for the division. So a real test of where they kind of stand. Yeah. Speaking of uh, closing games, you know who can't close games? The LA Chargers. Um, You got to feel for for, uh, Herbert there, man. He was... He was hitting guys on the numbers and they're dropping balls like and then the, the end of the game. I mean, three touchdowns there that they dropped. Um, This should have been the Chargers easily blowing out the Packers and the yeah. Packers just like a cockroach uh, keep in there and get a victory. Uh, not good for the Chargers. I mean, uh, the defense <laughs> trying to do it, but they just look like crap. It's so grim. It's like, and now it kind of just feels like they're just letting Brandon Staley. They're just doing it to just fuck with them. They're like, you know, yeah. you ruined our team. We're going to ruin your life for the next couple of months. And we're just going to let you continue to coach. Um, he's now testy after mm-hmm. like he's talking in the press conferences saying stuff like, I'm not interested in talking to the fans. It's like, yeah. well, you should be because they yeah. kind of determine what happens to Pay your wage. And, and you're basically, and it's it's just a man who, who's in over his head. It's a tough job, man. There's only few coaches that are actually great at this that stick around. And even then, it's almost like an animal. Like you eventually will get killed. Mm-hmm. Like no coach coaches forever the same team. Almost no coach. Eventually, like you even saw it with Belichick. People are like, let's fire him. Let's fire yeah. him. You will get eaten eventually. And some get eaten more than that. Again, how many years are you going to waste of, of of Herbert? You know, you got Keenan Allen having the best year of his career. And and then you, you just got no defense. You can't stop anybody. Whenever there's big close again, we talked about this is the theme of the show closing. There's mm-hmm. no team worse in football over the last four years than the Chargers in closing games. And again, Herbert looked right, yeah. <laughs> just moving it up and down the field and gets no help. You feel bad for the guy, but maybe maybe Herbert's just a loser. Right? Could be, it could maybe be. he's just a loser. Like, he loses no friends. He's got no friends. Everyone's just like, yeah, he's really like tall. Yeah, he's looking dude, but he's just a loser. But he's just yeah. a loser. Throws footballs at nuns. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just there is talk. Obviously, that Belichick could go to the Chargers. That would be help because you know there there's so many I'm things going wrong with that team. So many things going wrong. Hey, you know what's going wrong for was Washington on Sunday night as the New York Giants let a beat down. DeVito Ao uh, shows up in this hey. one, thirty-one to nineteen. Ugly game all around. Uh, but Washington was favored in this game by nine. They end up losing by twelve. Oh um, <laughs> Thirty-seven point over under man and uh, hit fifty. So uh, this game, a lot of points. New York uh, finally surprised. We finally get some together with little DeVito there. Yeah. Hey, listen, it was kind of nice to see. Like, this poor guy was just getting murdered every game. Um, and for him to kind of come out and a great, there's some great stats of he has more, um, 
Tommy DeVito has more two touchdown passing games than uh, Kenny Pickett. Yep. And Kenny Pickett does in his career. And, and it's right just down. like that just that just shows you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he actually was all right. Like I think he's just getting a little of that. He needed a bit of that confidence, you know. He's, he's mm. at home eating his he's just I love how stereotypical Italian he is too. Yeah. I love how he leans into it. Like the passing pies off. When he throws yeah. a touchdown, he does the hand gestures. Yeah, like, no, exactly. I love him. I'm now becoming a, a Tommy DeVito fan because it's just He's going to have his own reality show after his NFL uh, season. Goes. XFL, I feel like he's yeah. he's going to, yeah, maybe. Let's just <laughs> lean into it. I love it. So yeah. I want to see him keep playing. But yeah, if you're a Chargers fan, this is just like your easy way. And it kind of shows you why you you worry about Sam Howell because good quarterbacks beat up bad teams. Yeah. Like you don't get your ass handed to you by Tommy DeVito. Like that doesn't happen. To the Mahomes, the the Hurts, the Allens, the Burrows. Like yeah. you want to be, you want to be with the big boys. You got to beat Tommy DeVito. Exactly. Uh, and when you're a ten point spread, like it, they have no weapons, no de- like nothing. They they've been a mess all year. So uh, if you're saying this is just Washington now, it just and they didn't even have any hot water. For the yeah, no, exactly. Couldn't afford it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So it just shows you what a mess this Washington team is. Um, Asking the fans if he can shower at their house. Um, yeah, yeah no, it's all falling apart had, for Washington. He had, he had an Italian shower. He just brought some cologne. Just like, ah. There you go. Right a little stereotype throwing that down. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's hop over to Jacksonville, where uh, Tennessee, man, they are suckety-doo. Uh, only been able to muster 14 points as Jacksonville throttled them 34-14. to 14. Trevor Lawrence looking good. Uh, getting Kirk going. Um, you know, Jacksonville at home. Man, they're playing it, aren't they? Who, Jacksonville? Jacksonville, yeah, the beatdown yeah. over Tennessee. That's seven yeah, and three now. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. I think it was it's again, it's that thing of when you get humiliated, you come back and you play a lot better football because they got humiliated a couple weeks against San Francisco. And you just feel like this Tennessee team's just kind of like it feels like they waste they should have traded Hopkins. I think the worst thing that happened to him was that Will Levis game of four touchdowns mm-hmm. because it made them think like, oh, maybe we have something here. And wow. now a couple of games later, they can't do anything. So now they had Hopkins. It probably could have got, he was at his peak after that game. Probably could have got like maybe a second from a desperate, mm-hmm. third, third round pick. No, probably not a second. Third round pick from a desperate team. Um, and, and now it just feels like in the offseason, they're just going to sell for parts. Like you're going to see, I think you see Henry moved. Yeah. I think you just see kind of like a fire sale in Tennessee because there's nothing really they there's nothing really they have going for them anymore. They they used to have Mike Vrabel could coach these guys and they could be and that's kind of gone now too because they're not even competitive. Like that game they were competitive from almost the beginning. So Lawrence yeah. had a great game. It was good to see them when Lawrence is getting the ball to Calvin Ridley, they're a better team. And that's just what he has to do. He's got to kind of find a way to get him the ball more. And the rest kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, no, spreading the ball around. And obviously, um, the offensive line still has some worries, but Tennessee wasn't able to put any pressure on them. Um, man, talk about pressure. Let's talk about pressure. The Bears um, had the game <laughs> in the palm of their hand and then jerked it away and threw it in the face of Detroit. Detroit, uh, you know, 98%. We had this the last two minutes. All you have to do, don't screw it up. It's all the Chicago fans. We're just saying, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. Hey, we screwed it up. Uh, lose by five points. Uh, man, this just felt bad when Justin Fields, the first half, we're we're looking good. feeling It's all feel, coming up bears and thinking, you know, Detroit uh, could take a loss in this one. And then they did what they did. It just feels like, um, I, I don't know whether this is like good 
I think it's good that you lost this game. Personally, mm-hmm. I think for a couple of reasons, I think number one, you got to get rid of April Foose because I think if you're going to go with an offense, you need to have an offensive coach this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the thing that, that I heard someone say um, is the best thing about why, why you need offensive coaches with young quarterbacks is that you're always going to if you have an offensive coach who calls his own plays, you're always going to have an offensive coordinator. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're a defensive coach, your offensive coordinator, you get a good one. He's gone. He's gone to the next team. Then you got reset start over again and you mm-hmm. see with like buffalo with losing dable what that can do so to me if you're a bears fan he's just like the worst thing you could do is like win these games and then talk yourself into keeping fields right as good as fields has been if you have the number one pick you have yeah. to take quarterback and move on from fields like that's just so i think winning these games and him having good games i think it's good for his value to trade him but if i'm the bears there's just no way I, I, I those losses I think are good. Like they're funny. They're just like, oh my god, this is, shows why we need a new coach who can make these guys into winners. Uh, because again, like we talked about closing games, this is mm-hmm. one of the worst examples. You're ninety six percent to close that game. No, um, couldn't even, so couldn't it's unacceptable. It. It's just unacceptable loss. Yeah, but in in a, way, a lot of ways, a good loss because it probably in any chance Aberfus State is gone and any chance. Fields now is probably gone. Yeah, no, I, I think both of them. It's clean and house, clean and yeah. house. But it wasn't as funny sitting there watching it. Uh, very tough game. <laughs> it, never the, is. it never is. It never is for the Miami Dolphins who were able to eke out a victory. Uh, they're thirteen and a half point favorites in this one. Only got up by seven. Las Vegas made it tough for them. Josh Jacobs running, but um, Miami just looked a bit inept too. They they were they were struggling to connect as well. Uh, they still get the win, uh, <laughs> but it was a little tougher than I think a lot of people thought. But we, we kind of saw this last year, right? Like last year, Miami was off to this hot start. And they're like, oh, my God, look at all this. And then teams kind of started. We saw that teams started to kind of figure him out a bit. See now how the like, obviously not Tyreek. Can't really mm-hmm. figure him. No. But they were able, like last year, you remember that they went through like a stretch where Miami couldn't move the ball. They were getting killed out there. Yeah. Um, before Tua got hurt, that game like against uh, the Chargers where they were just abysmal. And it's kind of feeling like, a bit like they're going to go through like they had a week to prepare for this Raiders yeah. team that's like got a decent defense but again you're going against Aiden O'Connell and they could they were really struggling like the Raiders had changed. they were taking the ball away Miami was making terrible mistakes um which again is on the the, the genius that is Mike McDaniels is they were sloppy that game mm-hmm. um so again I think it just shows that that was just like a, it just didn't feel like that was that line was just that Miami just hasn't looked like this juggernaut. They can't get Jalen Waddle involved. He's barely does anything. It's just the Tyreek show. So um again, then you had A Chain came back, got injured almost mm-hmm. immediately yep. on the same leg. So it just feels like again, Jalen Ramsey came back, two two interceptions was good. But again, Aiden O'Connell, I want to see Miami against uh, so it'd be really interesting because you got Miami against the Jets coming up yep. against that defense that just got 30 laid on them that are gonna be pissed that are gonna be mm-hmm. coming for Tua. So I'm a little worried about Tua and that offensive line being able to be upright by by next week because I think that Jets team is gonna be angry. Oh, they should be angry. But uh, I mean it was a tough it was a tough one to to squeak out of this one for them. Uh, but you know, Miami gets it, but you know, lessons learned in this one. But for other teams, it's like, oh, bit of a playbook there, how to get them. Oh, man, it was not good for Carolina. As Dallas came in, uh, Brandon Cooks is starting to look good again. Uh, CeeDee Lamb looking good. 
uh, Dak, you know, the, the Cowboys can start moving on here as they put on a beatdown, 33 to 10 over the Panthers. Panthers just looking like crap. Um, you know, couldn't really do anything here. They they were able to get 10 points, but, you know, lucky 10 points in this one. Dallas covers easily that 10 and a half point spread. Yeah. Again, I don't feel anything watching this. Dallas hasn't beaten a good, hasn't beaten a team with a 500 record this year. Every mm-hmm. single team they played has been abysmal. Like they're playing Carolina. Last week they played the Giants. This week they got Washington. Uh, it's it, with and Arizona, which whooped them. Like it's just, I, I don't know what to think about this team. I don't buy into the hype until I see them beat a winning team, kind of like Miami. Mm-hmm. And then even away, Buffalo. I need to see Buffalo beat a team like Philly next week to show that you yeah. can play, that you are going to be one of these big boys. So this. To me, this win means absolutely nothing. I'm tired of hearing, oh, Dallas, what could they do? It's like, whatever. You keep the worst team in football that's completely lost, that has no offense. So, And for a long time, the game was kind of close for a bit. It was. Uh, I wasn't really – I'm not impressed with Dallas at all. Whatever. C.D. Lamb, you do it against Tommy DeVito and the Giants. Who cares? Still lost Uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, we'll talk when they beat a good team. Yeah. Uh, another good team. That's how I feel about Dallas. Well, let's talk about a good team. Let's talk about the 49ers. Uh, yeah, Brock Purdy back. Statement performance. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay kept themselves in it. Brock Purdy ends up with 333 yards, three touchdowns, 158.3 rating. Um, looking so good. Uh, you know, but uh, Baker's still still trying to chuck the ball out there. And uh, still trying to keep them in it. But it was just too much. The 49ers defense and the 49ers just too much for the uh, for poor Tampa Bay. Yeah, it just shows like the the sky when Brock Purdy has all his weapons with Debo back, and Ayuk's just been a monster this year in a contract year, so he's going to be probably gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got McCaffrey. And Purdy just looks great. Purdy's just confident. He just goes. What do you? Have? I guess when you have Trent Williams back, like yeah. that, who wouldn't be confident playing with those weapons? Like this team is just scary. Like yeah. like I don't know how when they're flying on all cylinders again. We still got a bunch of weeks left. They did lose their safety they're all yeah, pro which is safety, tough. he's which a is, very good safety as well so. yeah so it's a big big loss there which is going to hurt them again this is where it, it it starts now like either teams start to get healthy and make their move and start to get hot or otherwise people start to get injured and start falling off um i don't again safety is not the most devastating you can get past safety because no one really gets beat deep anymore yeah it's not really happening but to me this is just san fran just outclassing the rest of uh, the NFL. So again, people want to talk about Dallas and say, look what San Francisco did to Dallas when they put a 40 on. Them. So mm-hmm. they're the best team in football right now. I think San Francisco. So it's. Yeah. Well, no, again, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Baker's just going to do Baker. Things. Bacon half baked, um, you know, yeah. San Francisco, they got a big Thanksgiving game against the Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks faced the Rams and they lost uh 17 to 16. I, I picked the game was going to be 18 to 16, but it was 17 to 16. Mm-hmm. Rams win. Uh, Gino gets hurt. Kenneth Walker hurt. Um, yeah, Seattle losing uh, a lot of people in this one, but the Rams playing tough in this one. Um, yeah, ugly game, but uh, yeah. you know, they nudged him out. Just shows how good Vegas is at calling these. Like when mm-hmm. They're like thing by one, and then you see the kick, and you're like, God damn, right on the bat. They get it right so often. It's nuts. Damn um, them. great, great, yeah, damn those voodoo. Uh, 
Guys, I, I thought it was, um, again, Stafford's just out there getting killed out there. He mm-hmm. just looked old and broken. Uh, they weren't really able to. Cooper Cup had that terrible drop in the end zone. Um, he hasn't been able to kind of, he's had started off hot and he's kind of cooled off. This Seattle team just makes everything difficult. Every game has to come down to the wire. And, and Geno's just hasn't been the same Geno. We don't know if we're going to see. Is this was it a one year wonder thing that Gino mm-hmm. did last year? Like just magic, just got paid. But hey, he got paid. It was like he just did the thing. Uh, but it just feels like he's he's just not working like it was last year. Everything's difficult. He's getting hurt a lot more now. He's getting banged up every time he plays Aaron Aaron Donald. He almost gets killed by Aaron Donald. And it just doesn't feel like this team is is going to take that next step. They're, they they're struggling now against every team they play and losing to teams now that. They should be beating if you're going to be considered one of like fighting for the division. So, um, yeah, Seattle. Yeah. I think you're going to watch them kind of just now peter out as the season goes on. And well, especially those injuries. Kind of yeah. struggle to even struggle to even get a playoff spot. I could see. Yeah, I could see that as well. You know, they sort of almost peaked in a way. You know, it was peaking. <clears throat> Buffalo. They beat the Jets 32 to 6. We're back, baby. Um, you know, uh needed this one. Uh Zach Wilson benched uh 57.9 rating a touchdown interception. Um James Cooklock not bad, 73 yards for it uh as well, but it was uh Josh Allen uh putting it together. Three touchdowns, one interception, no, but um, you know, Tyler Bass was cooking it all off where he had the first nine points for it. Um, you know, got to feel good though to get the victory. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a much needed victory. I think the thing that feels good about it is you put up thirty on the Jets because the Jets mm. don't give up thirty. They haven't given up thirty all year. They've really made a lot of quarterbacks average and look like a lot of like they beat they beat the Eagles, made Mahomes look bad, they make Allen look terrible week one. So it was a nice kind of comeback game for him. He looked more confident. They were definitely doing some more motion, some more Josh Allen under center instead of constantly no more of these shotgun runs they were doing. That that was like a staple of the Ken Dorsey offense that went nowhere. They just seemed like a, a bit more confident, happy team. So mm-hmm. able to get a big play by Khalil Shakir. Uh, you just have, again, Gabe Davis is invisible. He's having maybe the, one of the worst contract seasons you could ever have uh, for a player. Because it's just, the last three games, he has two catches. That's not yeah. enough for your number two Nuke. receiver to, to be contributing um, and the Jets, it's just, just malpractice of a football team. What they've done, like, by just going pure fealty to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right? Like, it just feels like, it feels like Rodgers is probably, like, this feels like very David Koresh. This is like a cult now. Yeah. He's, Rodgers is in there just banging teammates' wives. No one's allowed to leave the facility. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Mr. Rodgers. I, I'm now the father of all your yeah. children. Oh, and it's just, it's just it feels like them, and now they got what? Now they got Tim Boyd because they couldn't. I I heard so, so Shio Kapati from the Ringer. He had this. He just yeah. had this rant about how they this happened in week one. Mm-hmm. They have had all these weeks to do this, and yeah. they don't because they're afraid of Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, they're afraid. And now we got to watch Tim Boyle, who's an Aaron Rodgers former fishing Bears. buddy or whatever, yeah. and who in his I don't know if you looked up. Tim Boyle college stats, but they're fantastic. I, well, I know he played uh, for the Bears and, when he threw the big interception for us. Uh, when he well, played, actually got rid of him. When he was in UConn, he had a season of one touchdown, thirteen interceptions, and this guy made the NFL. Yeah, that's a, so it just shows like, and like and you have Trevor Simeon. Now you have like 
it's just and you look you can see it on Salah's face during the game this is just a broken man who just yeah. who 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 just stuck with a guy he never should have been stuck with from the beginning they should have got out and got Dobbs or someone else and should have told Aaron Rodgers to just go rehab we'll take care of this year you come back next year but they didn't because they knew if they ever signed a quarterback he would pull a suck and and now he keeps talking about I'm going to be back we can maybe come back it's like stop yeah. stop it's all becoming silly now and the Jets are once again a laughing stock. That and they have a good team. They have good players. Like this is why it's so frustrating. I think for Jets players, fans, because it's like we got the dogs. It's like, but once again, well, the dogs they're, they're just cursed. They're just cursed. Yeah, they're just cursed. Speaking of the Dobbs, uh, he took a loss. Uh, it was all Will Lutz for most of it until uh, Russell Wilson was able to find Cortland Sutton uh, in the end zone to get the victory. Uh, you know. Denver has been winning. Denver has won five in a row. Yeah, uh, five in a row. De- Denver is uh, five and five. Same, uh, you know, almost the same record as the Bills in a way, getting close to them. Uh, but, guess... uh, you know, it was their defense really kind of helping them out here. Although their defense uh, plays quite dirty, I got to say. Uh, seeing it, uh, some of their hits, that one guy, their, one of their guys got ejected uh, oh, for yeah, a nasty helmet to helmet. Their defense he's almost got a, like headhunters, but man. Yeah, Kareem Jackson. It's like, yeah. it's like his fifth one this season, four-game yeah. suspension now, because he's just a maniac out there. He's like, um, who was that Bengals linebacker who was like just constantly Bruno almost killed? Yes, Vontaze perfect. perfect. So he's like, like Vontez perfect. So yeah. out there just head, headhunting every every single game. Um, yeah, listen, Broncos are just kind of this weird team. I guess that's what happens when 70 points gets put on you, wakes you up. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's just, yeah, Russ is this, again, he's not like, when you're watching him, you're not like, oh man, Russ looks like he's back. You're like, oh, okay, Russ looks like he's not yeah. last year's Russ. Like, he looks better, but he's, I, I'm not afraid of Russ. Like, he has to throw these, like, crazy plays, like, even in the Buffalo game, for him to win that. Yeah. You know, they need a crazy Hail Mary like, or interference calls, and he wasn't really executing amazing he's hit a couple good passes but they're always again i don't know how they're doing it they're just a weird little team that's somehow playing better defensively but again minnesota dobbs is gonna have these games like as funny as he is he's gonna have games where he comes back to life and you're just gonna have to deal with it unfortunately yeah no exactly uh coming back to life let's talk about the last game that we had which was the philadelphia eagles and kansas city chiefs now kansas city chiefs two and a half point favorites but Man, speaking of dropping balls, uh, we talked about this. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, could have had this game wrapped up a few times, but his players could not hold on. Uh, the the Eagles get the victory in this one, twenty one to seventeen. Uh, Chiefs had it, couldn't couldn't put it together. Uh, Kelsey even dropped one, but uh, no one's going to remember that one because of the other big drops that happened. Well, yeah, the Valdez Scanley drop yeah. is the one that everyone's going to remember. Uh, it was egregious. It was in his hands again. But this is a this is just a theme that we're seeing with the Chiefs. This mm-hmm. is um, their third game in a row. They've scored zero points in the second half, and you just can't survive playing NFL football like that. You're going to lose a lot of games. You can't as good as their defense is, and they were just like right off the bat in that game. They just came yeah. out just sacked, sacked, uh, sacked Hurts. Like Chris Jones is just absolute monster out there. Um, but again, and just. They just weren't able to do it, and, and the, especially when you were able to hold AJ Brown to one like eight yards, and yeah. you're still not able to kind of pull off that victory. That just feels like the offense now has a problem. They have yeah. a wide receiver problem, and, and it's that the, none of them work. 
Mm-hmm. None of them are that good. None of them can catch. They're and now like, what's that going to do to Mahomes' confidence? Like he's not clearly not confident now to throw it in this guy's direction. So that's going to be a problem, especially come playoff time. Yeah, no, it's it's a real issue there, and and that sort of showed. I think obviously the Super Bowl matchup. You're like, ooh, you know, you could see that you know both issues on both sides, and that Philadelphia has that secondary that you can't exploit. They just didn't exploit it, and as a result of it, they take the L. And uh, Taylor Swift uh, was making out with Andy Reid. Okay, folks, it's Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, everyone. We're going to get into the Thanksgiving games, the Thursday games, as well as the Friday. We start off in the battle of the NFC North. And as a Bears fan, I love to chuckle in this one. The Packers are hosting, or or the Detroit Lions are hosting Green Bay Packers. This line went from seven to eight uh, with injuries hitting the Packers. Detroit is looking good. Um, You know, hard to say. Anyone can stop Detroit, particularly the Green Bay Packers, who are limp discuits in this one. Uh, preview for this first game there, Ryan. Well, eight just feels a lot. You know, like I, I say, if we were saying last week um, that the Bears were seven and a half and that we should take the yeah. Bears, there's no reason why you don't think that you should take the Packers to cover uh, eight. Like, mm-hmm. again, the, the Lions needed the last second bailout. They also had a bad game a couple of weeks ago. They are eight and two. So it's, again, you have that, again, division games are always weird. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Jones being out hurts, but it doesn't really kill them because he hasn't been around all season, really. So it hasn't yeah. really, you can't be like, oh, no, what are we going to do without him? They've been without him. Yeah. And A.J. Dillon's fine. The defense is a bit banged up, but I, I think they can keep this close. I think Detroit wins, but I, I I think just eight. If I'm saying eight's too much for the Bears against the Lions, yeah. then I got to believe that eight's too much for the Packers against the Lions. So I'm going to go with a little kind of a fun game. Jordan Love's looked a bit better. He's had that nice comeback game two weeks ago. Hopefully, he's got a bit more trust. He's hitting some more deep balls. So I'm, I'm going to go with 23-20 for the uh, Lions. A little close one. Over under in this one is 47. It's in a dome. And I like Detroit in this one. Uh, not because I hate the Packers. <laughs> yeah. um, I originally had it like you. I was thinking, ah, man. But then seeing the injuries list and also the way with Detroit, I just, I think the mismatch here is, is a bit more pronounced, um, you know, because of the running quarterback issue. I think that's what flustered Dan Campbell last, you know, and he was, you can see it's like, screw, screw this Justin Fields guy because he was messing stuff up for them. I think it'll be a lot easier for them. 30 to 18 for Detroit. Second game we have is the NFC East where Washington was dummied by Dallas. Washington was dummied last week by the Giants. And now they're going to face the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. This line was 11. It's jumped to 13 and a half. Um, What? That's crazy. Uh, After that beatdown, it's the 930 game here in the UK. Uh, Dallas 13 and a half. Washington, after just getting the stink blown of them. Um, Dallas, um, you know, what do you what do you think on this one? It's just said uh, well, this battle. I I just think that line's too big. I think I'm going to take Washington to cover just for a couple reasons. For one, that yeah, they got beaten by Tommy DeVito, so there's that kind of we should have beat this team. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? The fact that it's divisional is always going to be make it a bit tougher. And and Dallas is walking over and scrubs. They're not doing anything. So it's like I I. Got to believe that these teams at least hate each other enough to kind of keep it within 13. Like, mm-hmm. I think Dallas can probably win by 10, um, which is what I'll say. I will say Dallas wins. Again, no one's going to be impressed, but every on the morning shows and everything, next the next day it'll be Dallas Super Bowl favorites because they beat up on the yeah. Washington Commanders. But I could even see them lose this. That's how yeah. little faith I have in Dallas. So, But I'm going to go Dallas to win. Uh, 
30 to 21. Yeah, when that line jumped, I was like, ooh. And you know, obviously, you're sort of looking at injuries and stuff like that. Dallas, Thanksgiving, sort of a tradition. Jerry Jones at home. 13 and a half, though, was just too much for me. I originally had it at 13, and I'm going to keep it at 13. I got it Dallas 33, Washington 20. But if it's 13 and a half, I have Washington cover that one half point. Um, I just think Dallas at home, it, by the fourth quarter, hopefully it should be, you know, they'll probably get an ugly, fugly, juggly. Um, we move on to our last game. Who's staying up to 1.20 a.m. Friday morning? Mm, this guy. Not for uh, this game. Uh, 49ers are at Seattle. Uh, Seattle is six and four. San Fran is seven and three. This line uh, started at six and a half. It's jumped to seven. The over under is 43. Seattle, obviously, possibly Geno Smith being out. Um, it looks like. And then you've also got uh, Kenneth Walker out. They moved up the rookie uh, Charbonnet. Uh, but San Fran, man, they got so much going on. Is there any chance here for Seattle? I don't think so. I think just they look again. This is the one maybe big spread I will take because I'm just I'm watching San Francisco week after week just cover these big spreads very easily. And mm-hmm. it's not even and especially if Gino's going to be a bit injured, kind of c- coming off and coming off a game that they should have won. Um, I just I just can't see him keeping up. I think that San Francisco defense is too strong. Their offense is just unstoppable right now. And even though Seattle's got a de- decent offense again, like we always talk, division games are weird, but I just can't see it. I think Purdy's on fire. McCaffrey's looking great. They're just hitting on all cylinders. Didn't even mention Kittle, who's having one of its yeah. like a great comeback season. Last year, he had a bit of a it was a bit of a up and down season. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Niners. I think they win this quite easily. I think they're just too much, too much for for anyone. So I'm gonna go 34 to 20. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Uh, big beatdown, uh, Seattle. You know, this would have been good because you know, obviously, at six and four, they they were sort of ch- at one point uh, they were taking the title away from San Fran in terms of this division. Yeah. But this one is going to be too much. San Fran is healthy. That defense is going to feast on that line, and Gino would be happy to know he probably shouldn't be playing because they're going to get crushed thirty to thirteen. Final game we're looking at, folks. Friday Fun Day. Uh, it's the uh, AFC East as Miami is seven and three. 10-point favorites over the New York Jets, 4-6. and six. 41 points is the over-under in this one. The Jets uh, have Boyle, as we listed, uh, as well. Uh, Zach has been benched. Miami, after struggling against Las Vegas, uh, heading into MetLife Stadium, where the, the, the turf is known to eat up a few ankles, and the defense of the Jets will be pretty angry, angry after taking that beat down from the Bills. Uh, how do you like this game? Yeah, oh, see, this one I could see Miami covering, but only because... They'll just get worn down, like because Tim Boyle is going to be so useless. I think at moving the football that it's just going to make like eventually you're going to break the dam's going to break because mm-hmm. you can only hold off for so long. Um, I but I think the jet the Jets have made like they've beaten the Eagles, they've beaten the Bills, they've almost beaten the Chiefs, which they maybe should have. Yeah. Um. So I think they can easily kind of keep this close. So I'm going to keep them keep this close because uh, what I saw from Miami last week against the Raiders when everyone was like take the 13 this is money in the bank and everyone was so confident because mm-hmm. mike mcdaniel could do no wrong in the nfl so um i'm gonna go with the jets to cover i think this is an angry defense that's gonna play their butts off and they're gonna make it really hard especially sauce gardner on tyreek it's gonna not be as easy for tyreek to have these big plays and they're gonna be able to limit him so i see like jalen waddle is gonna have to have a good game so i think the jets kind of keep this it's gonna be a low scoring i'm gonna go 21 to 
13 for the Dolphins. I'm with you on the low score. I just can't see the Jets scoring anything. I just don't see it. I can't see them connecting. I can't, you know, uh, you know, maybe Brees Hall running it, but that's it. But I can't see Boyle, and I, I can see Miami. This being an ugly, low-scoring game, a Friday night, prime time, eh, in New York, it's going to be cold and crappy. Twenty-three to six, Miami. That's what I got. Twenty-three to six, twenty-nine Ooh. points. Yeah, just I could just, see that too. Just a stink, stink fest which is what some people call Thanksgiving, but not us. Folks, that's it for our Week 11 Crit. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, we'll be doing updates throughout, uh, and we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And, of course, we'll be back with our Week 12 picks uh, coming up shortly as well. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs>